0: Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett.
1: righty, here we are, hour number three on a Friday, the end of the week. Uh, everybody's working for the weekend, um, and we've got callers. Of course, we've got. Uh, I believe who, Kenny? Do we have Craig from Two Harbors? We do. Next, we do. All right, Craig, how are you doing this uh, Friday? Hi, Brad. How are you? Good. Very well.
0: Uh, Hey, just a quick question. Why is nobody talking about what's happening at Park Point?
1: Well, you're going to have to be a little more specific about that, Craig. (laughs) What's happening at Park Point? Let's see. uh, Which particular piece are you talking about?
0: Here, I'll tell you. The last three months, uh, over the last three months, there has been over about 20 different house sales happening at Park Point, and they're all being bought by one party. And if you pull oh, yeah. up Zillow, if you pull up Zillow dot com right now it's on your computer is that you can see that there are houses for sale all over Duluth, but there's no houses for sale on Park Point. Why is that? And why in December did the city council and the and and what and, and waterworks. Fast-track more Park Point construction projects this year than any other area in Duluth, and to make it even worse, that why does the Blacknick Bridge, in its current design, go that distance and that area, and completely avoids the additional I- infrastructure that's going to be needed for Park Point? It's it's amazing how, it's amazing how this whole city. Has turned a blind eye to the biggest land purchase in Duluth, probably history in the last thirty years, and that nobody's talking about it. And, and and I think somebody, I think I think there was one article, but I think this city needs to have a serious conversation on what's really happening at Park Point because if this lady uh, bulldozes those houses down and and builds a huge mansion or a big. Tourism facility. I mean, it could be helpful for Duluth, but the Frank. But but we're looking at a basic total uh, land acquisition that that has clearly been never on this type of level, and no one wants to talk about it. And I think it's probably one of the biggest issues this city is going to be facing. It is this complete monopoly that's being built on Park Point?
1: Well, Craig, we have talked about it. Uh, in fact, Kenny and I had a discussion about it a few weeks ago when it first came out that uh, this is uh, what Kenny, do you remember the woman is uh, yeah. she's one of the largest co- corporations in Minnesota. She is Was it the
2: she's a billionaire. Yeah. She's the wife of billionaire James Cargill II, the 2nd, uh, one of the heirs to right. Cargill yep. Inc based in Wayzata and apparently uh they offered park point homeowners double the value of their homes and they thought well eh, sure can't pass up that offer no exactly <laughs> and the last number i heard 7 homes had been purchased and they were simply going to be bulldozed and she had made a statement there was a uh, a story and she said something to the effect of well these these houses
1: were pieces of junk anyways Really? Oh, okay Well, and and what what Craig was referring to was that, you know, he's speculating that there's going to be some sort of a great uh, multi-housing unit or something built there But you can't speculate that First of all, she's made it very clear, if people start speculating and coming out with stories, she might sue them Yeah, and and there was some reference to that (laughs) Yes, there was there was in the story that, uh, you know, people come out with false uh, information or false speculation. I just might end up suing you for it. And it doesn't appear like there's any rhyme or reason uh, for some of the purchases because they're not, con- they're not connected properties. In other words, you might have one piece of property that's built on the west side of uh, well, the lake uh, and bay side. Yeah, yeah, yeah on the bay side. And yep. the, the next piece is maybe a little ways down from it on the lake side. So.
2: Yeah. Well, um, for the record, I know a little bit more about this, but uh, I'll keep that to myself in private conversations. And uh, okay. that's all I'm going to yeah. say.
1: Yeah. And Anyway, the, uh, t- to be honest, she has money. The, the family has money. They have every right to purchase uh, property if they want. And I think the original story that we looked at said that it, it made it very clear that if they go to build some development, they're still going to have to pass it by the the planning authority, and they're still going to have to make sure it meets permit requirements for that area. So, you know, uh, who yeah. knows? Well, there's I a mean, st- it, it could. Yeah. <laughs>
2: this is amazing. MinPost, minpost.com, has a story that was published back on January 22nd. And the headline is Duluth Park Point Purchases Reveal Pay-to-Playground Attitude About Built Environment. And the story says um, that uh, in an interview with the Duluth News Tribune's uh, Jimmy O'Lavren, Cargill, this okay. is the billionaire, Kathy Cargill, called the properties pieces of crap. That's a quote that she couldn't imagine living in and threatened legal action against the paper if anything were published about their conversation. She gave no other insights to her intentions behind the buying bonanza besides that they were owned by her personal organization, North Shore LS LLC,
1: and not the Cargill family at large. Exactly. You know, and it's very possible. I mean, I'm not going to speculate either. But but when you have people with this kind of money, it's very possible that she could be looking at this property and saying, this is a beautiful stretch of land along the lake. I want to make sure that it stays environmentally pristine. I want to get some of the things that I think are eyesores out of there. And I want the land to be kept in natural condition. You don't know. Well, then you just don't rebuild, I
2: guess. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, Plant some red pine and white pine. They're native to Park yeah, Point.
1: there you go. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. really
2: something that's going to change the landscape down there, no doubt about it. But
1: uh, oh, well. but, but Craig, uh, C- Craig, for you to come on and, and start with your, uh, nobody's talking about it. Well, nobody's talking about it because there's nothing to talk about. And you can't. You might get sued. You might get sued. That bought private property. She has every right to do that. Yeah. And until she comes forward with plans on what is going to be built on there, we have nothing to talk about.
2: All right. Well, what do you have to talk about then?
1: (laughs) Well, well, I got this because we we did mention this yesterday or day before yesterday. But it it concerns me. Uh, It concerns me because I don't want to see Minnesota. Go the way of New York or Chicago or even California for that matter, and we 've got these uh i 'm not going to cast negative things and say goofballs, but what you 've got you 've got two elected officials that come from very um easily controllable districts in other words you 've got you 've got Sandra feast representative Sandra feast the the well known Representative Santa Feast, what she's both, most known for up till now is having uh, very multicolored hair and the fact that she is the one that passed, uh, that got the uh, endorsement last year, the bill passed that, that made it mandatory that in Minnesota, every school bathroom, male and female, have female menstruation products in the, available in the bathroom. That was her first big piece of legislation. Not that she's goofball or anything, but she's the one that came forward and said, "Not only women menstruate." Well, did they really? do some? Did they do some
2: surveys? Was there uh, was there a lot no. of people asking for this in the boys' bathroom? Why? Why no. is this happening? Is it just because, no, because her and her constituents her... think yeah. it's a good thing yeah. to do? It's exactly, just
1: okay, it just do. was what she thought was appropriate, okay. and since she's an elected official, yeah. and now what they're doing her and her compadre Senator Omar Fatah, <clears throat> they have passed legislation okay. that they want to see minnesota it's it's called they've got it they've got it so conveniently named Kenny it's called the North Star Act oh. And what the North Star Act will do, basically, is to make Minnesota a sanctuary state. Sandra Feist uh, is and and uh, Omar Fatah are working to get full support from their DFL colleagues in both chambers to bring forward next week on Monday when cap- when the legislature goes back into uh, session to make Minnesota a sanctuary state for immigrants who enter the country illegally. Democrats outnumber Republicans 34 to 33 in the upper chamber, in the Senate chamber. So <clears throat> so Omar Fattah, the DFL from Minneapolis, he, uh, he is working to obtain, uh, he's trying to obtain all 34 Democratic votes that he needs to pass the bill in the Senate. And the question came out in this story, uh, will all 34 Democratic senators in the state of Minnesota vote yes on an illegal immigration sanctuary bill? Will they? Will every one of them? Will all 34 of you uh, people uh, that are Democrats? uh, Because remember, what's happened already in the state of Minnesota... Governor Tim Walls previously indicated his support for such a proposal when he ran for governor back in 2018. Last year, Democrats improved legislation which allows illegal immigrants to obtain driver's licenses, receive free college tuition, and access, or in other words, get state-run insurance programs. And all of that is costing all of you, Minnesota taxpayers, money. The legislation, here's what the legislation would do. This, this Minnesota North Star uh, legislation, North Star Act. The legislation would bar local, county, and state law enforcement and other governmental agencies like school districts from asking somebody about their illegal status. In other words, a woman walks into i d s seven o nine school district towing three kids, none of them speak English. No one in the district has the right to ask her, "Are you here are you here legally? Are you a legal citizen of our country Do, so that we provide you uh, with taxpayer funded education for your children uh, uh legally We don't have a right to ask that it would also prohibit local and state agencies from sharing data or collaborating with federal officials to enforce immigration laws. In other words, ICE has a responsibility to collect people in this country that are here illegally and getting information, putting them into a system so that they have to go through uh, a process to see whether or not they have the right to stay here as uh, immigrants, uh, people that are seeking asylum. But this bill would prohibit, would stop any local and state agencies from sharing data or collecting with federal officials to enforce immigration laws unless it is part of a criminal investigation, in other words, if they find out that you've raped and pillaged people in Mexico, then they might be able to you might be able to ask information, otherwise no such thing and when they asked him when they asked Omar Fatah, a Somali of course. Uh, whether he had obtained all 34 Democratic votes he needed to pass the bill in the Senate. He said, so far I have received a lot of enthusiastic feedback right now. That doesn't say if you've got... So I want to know, are, are every one of you Democratic senators in the state of Minnesota and every one of you Democratic representatives House members in the state of Minnesota. Are you eager to convert the state of Minnesota into a sanctuary city and start busloads of illegal immigrants lining up for housing and free education and free welfare and everything else that we've seen happen in New York and in other parts around the country? Are you willing to do that in the, to the state of Minnesota? Because, boy, if that's if that's the case it seems to me that there should be some people that might be willing to not want that to happen. Because you know what? If that happens, if this bill gets passed right away, I, I think it's fair to say it would incentivize a wave of immigrants who enter the U.S. illegally to settle in Minnesota. Minnesotans, I believe, Kenny, I don't know about you, But I believe Minnesotans, even though they they tend to uh, lean to the left, lean to the right, stand up, sit down, fight, fight, fight. Even though they tend to lean to the left, they want secure border. They do not want their state to be a magnet for illegal immigration, sanctuary cities. They don't want to see a surge of illegal immigration with a tremendous strain on housing and education and food shelves and health care, public safety, rental units. This is what Lisa Dumas, or how does she say it? Like Namath. Lisa Dumas. Namath. Damath, the Republican minority leader from Cold Springs. She says, Minnesota simply do not support this extreme policy. Well, I guess we'll find out in a week or so, won't we? If uh, If these two people, can garner all the supports of their Democratic constituents, then the Democrats will have succeeded in turning Minnesota into another uh, sanctuary state. The first stop of the bill in both the House and the Senate will be the state and local government committees that will start discussing this uh, next week in the Minnesota House. This will incentivize more to come, and the increasing strain on our already overburdened health, welfare, and education system is something that we don't have any idea what it's going to be. But these people, these two people, just want to jump right in and turn Minnesota into another sanctuary state. Keep an eye on that. We've got to go to first break. We'll be back shortly.
3: They're called smart devices for a reason. I'm
1: only as intelligent as what you put in me.
3: But that doesn't stop people from using them for dumb reasons. What do they think we are,
4: ignorant? You think we're stupid? Trying to think that we're, like, dumb? Get stupid. Get
5: stupid, stupid.
3: If you want to do the smart thing,
5: make a smart choice when choosing
0: what to listen to. Always felt a little bit smarter having listened to you every day.
5: Just
4: tell your smart device to play.
0: KDALAM
2: 610 and FM 103.9. KDAL time is 128, 29 degrees in Canal Park. The temperatures are slowly going down, and we do have snow falling. A Light snow is falling right now. And Brad, on the phone, we do have Margaret from Wood Magic.
1: Margaret, of course, from Wood Magic has been having all year, actually longer than a year now, she's been having a celebration of 40 years in business. And, and how she's been doing that is very simply she's been allowing you, the people of Walk Into Wood Magic, an opportunity to put your name in a drawing that would that if Margaret draws it and she makes drawings every week, and if she draws your name, you're going to get 40% off of everything you buy in the store that day, not, not to one item. You, you don't just get to pick one item. You can pick any items you want from Wood Magic, and she's got nine rooms full of the most beautiful stuff, collectibles for your home, and you get 40% off. And this has been going on, Margaret, for what? Longer than a year now.
4: Yes, it has, and people are so excited when I call. So, And today we have a name, and it's Lori Schultze. Lori Schultze. So I will be giving right. her a call. She'll be just as excited as the rest, and... um it's very enjoyable, but like we said, Brad, we like to do something for our customers, and that's one way that I feel we can give back. After 42 years in the store, the same location, we moved around a little bit. We expanded over the years, but we're still in the same location up at 5105 Miller Trunk Highway, corner of Leveque and Miller Trunk easy to see. It's a big white building with curtains in the whole, all the windows in the front of the building um, because we have all the heritage curtain and table lace. We've got park, home dec- design, home decor. Uh, the Bavano, I, I think I mentioned last week, is going out of business. As of the end of December, they were gone after 70 years. Oh, and man. They, they make these beautiful, beautiful um, wall sculptures with the crushed glass on copper it's sprinkled and fired and it's there's you know there's birds there's all kinds of different things flowers um just so many there's even some wildlife and it's just interesting to to see the different things that they have and we're open monday or excuse me i'm i'm sorry i'm not open monday we're open tuesday through friday from 11 to 3 and saturday from 11 to 2 or by appointment. So all you have to do is give me a call at 218 390 1312. Easy number to remember. It's 218 390 1213. So it's, I, I'm sorry, I reversed that, didn't I? I must be dyslexic today.
1: <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It's you know, many, and and Margaret, free parking right in front of the building. You don't have to plug a meter. You don't have to walk far, and you walk into this beautiful building. And so many correct? wonderful things. So many wonderful things.
4: I'm going to give that correct number, 218-390-1312-1312. It's easy to remember if you're not like me, I guess, today. But let's enjoy the- <laughs> Let's enjoy the no snow. You know that right now we don't have to shovel, and we don't. No.
5: To,
4: so how does it get any better than that?
1: You <laughs> <I> really can't. <laughs> Except it, it, the only way it could get any better is if you're walking into Wood Magic and find out your name's been drawn and you get forty percent off anything you want to buy. That would be the best way.
4: That would be, and it's fifty-one hundred five Miller Trunk Highway, open through Tuesday through Saturday. Give me a call. All right. To, Three nine zero
1: thirteen twelve. Thank you. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you so much. And she, she really does have. I mean, you—the nine rooms in there has literally just about anything. If you you can buy things for Christmas, you can buy uh, beautiful uh, ornate glass items. You can buy a, a you can buy a, 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 a re- replica of your favorite dog, your favorite uh, animal that you might have. They've got those. They've got, uh, you know, tablecloths and glassware and furniture and just so many wonderful things at Wood Magic. You're going to love it. Well, Kenny, we better go to CBS News, get that out of the way, and then we'll come back. Uh, so we've all decided, you, I, and uh, Justin, that the— Well, and, and and did Chris say he was going to pick the Chiefs as well? or didn't I don't, we ask I don't him?
2: think we got Chris in on that. I, I don't okay. know. We'll talk more about that, Brad. We do have a congressman on hold, but we got to get this CBS That's news right. break. That's right. We got to
1: we got to get that get, we got to get that break out of the way so we can bring Congressman Tom Tiffany on with us.
2: KDAL. Time is one thirty six. Twenty nine degrees in the Twin Ports. Some light flurries. And Brad, as promised, uh, Congressman Tom Tiffany is on the phone.
1: Congressman, thank you so much for being on with us today. Now, are you? Are you down at the border, or have you just gotten back recently from down there?
3: Yeah, I just got back in at midnight last night into uh, Minneapolis. Okay, so, so we were down there for a couple of days.
1: Now I understand that the uh, that the in, the the things that uh, that the that the Congress not the congressman but the governor of Texas Abbott has put in place has seemed to work, and the 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 flood of illegal immigrants is not quite as heavy as it was, but what are you seeing or what, what did you hear on your trip down there?
0: Yeah,
3: so it's a really good point you're bringing up, and it was on uh, CBS News that you just ran about how um, Texas is seeing the uh, additional National Guard troops come in from other states that are helping them out. Uh, the flow is a little bit less, and uh, but the flow is less in Texas, but not in Arizona and California. So, as we've talked about many times, the cartels control the southern border. They see this stuff happening. They're not going to try to send people through, or not as many people, through to Texas right now. They're sending them through Arizona and through California. We were just down in Arizona the last couple of days. We had a natural resources hearing there. I was uh, near the town of Sassabee, and uh, we saw the flood of immigrants continuing to come into the country. And the thing that was most striking to me is we saw the— Catholic Charities and the American Red Cross um, with their insignias on blankets and stuff like that that are strewn all over um, the area down there along the border. But they are assisting in bringing people into this country illegally at this point, and the numbers are staggering in Arizona and California right now.
1: Congressman Tiffany, the, the Democrats, of course, are saying, well, you Republicans killed the bill. that would have helped to make Joe Biden be able to control the border, which is nonsense. But uh, uh, what is what is going to be the answer to this? There are the way I understand it, there are laws in place already that if the president uh, you wanted to implement them, we could stem this flow very simply.
3: Yeah, you ask the appropriate question here, Brad and that is the president has the ability to secure the border now if he wants to. He can do it right now if he wants to. He's the one that opened the border on January 20th of 2021 at a stroke of a pen. He ended the previous administration's policies like remain in Mexico, building the border wall. He stopped all of that, and he started catch and release. So in other words, if you want an asylum hearing, you just come on into the United States, and you can do, go do that later. Well, when does, when's later? Never. So that is what has led to all these people coming in. So, I, yeah, I think some people are, um, and, and, and appropriately so, are a little bit confused. We see all these bills, competing bills and things like that. But the first thing people should remember, President Biden opened the border. He can close it any time. The reason we passed H.R. 2 earlier, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2023 The best Secure the Border bill that has ever went through a House of Congress is that we wanted to put it in statute. We didn't want it just to be in rule because then the courts can't overturn it. It makes it much more solid in the law, and it tightened up some of our immigration procedures and really helped secure the border. That's why we wanted to have H.R. 2. H.R. 2 is not required for the president to do something. There is not a bill that has to pass for the president to do something.
1: No, no, he could. He could. Uh, he's got more than enough bills out there. If he if he so decided he wanted to control it, he could do it. But it it doesn't seem to meet the uh, Democratic whole philosophy of what they want to happen right now. You know, and I uh, I got to tell you, Congressman, I looked at a story this morning that came across the wire services about a suspected Chinese spy who was arrested in California, a guy by the name of uh, Sheng Gonggun, 57, who has been in the United States for a number of years. He came across our border illegally. He entered the United States in 1993 and became a citizen in in 2011. And he has been charged with selling or giving the Chinese government over over 3,600 files containing blueprints for sophisticated infrared sensors that detect missile launches that are worth hundreds of millions of dollars and giving them to the Chinese government. These people will wait, some of them. I mean, I, I realize there's a lot of these... Uh, Chinese people coming across might be just looking for a better life, might be looking for a a better family life for themselves. But there are others, and how do we know who's gonna who's gonna be the next spy? We
3: don't. We don't know. We have nearly two million people that have come in as godaways. So in other words, they don't know who they are. But that's who, and they spot them with cameras and stuff like that. But think about all the people that have not been spotted. I mean, I've talked to people that are spend their time down on the border really working on this issue and they're like there's far more people than two million Godaways that have come into the country so if you're a terrorist that's how you're going to come in and think about the story from last week brad the guy that came to minnesota over the last year on the terror watch list there were yeah. about a dozen retired fbi agents just a few weeks ago that sent a letter to congress that said america has never been more vulnerable to a terrorist attack than it is right now. And here's the Biden administration doing nothing about it. And by the way, Brad, what's the reason for that? Because this is part of Barack Obama's Transform America that he said in 2008, 2009. He did not accomplish it in two terms. This is his third term to accomplish that, because if you look at the people that are in powerful positions in the Biden administration, they are Obama holdovers. They want to change America. They do not believe in a great America. They do not believe in an exceptional America. They'll do anything to undermine us.
1: I'm not, uh, uh, we're, by the way, we're speaking with Congressman Tom Tiffany from the great state of Wisconsin. Uh, Congressman, I'm not going to make you, uh, ask you to speculate on it, but I did see that the uh, 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 they've now separated the border bill from the appropriations bill and the Democrats have now put another effort forward to try to get the money for the ukraine uh, money for Israel money for uh, uh, Hong Kong wherever else. What do you think the chances of these separate bills now uh, going through and getting approval are is it Are we going to see an effort to have that happen, or is it likely to be dead in the House as well?
3: Senator McConnell and Senator Schumer need to Stop putting together these Christmas tree bills. They should be taken care of one by one. We should hear Ukraine on its own. We should hear uh, Israel on its own. Do the bills on their own. And by the way, HR2, our best secure the border bill that we sent from the House, that'll actually secure the border, it's still in the Senate. They can pass it if they want to. So what I think is going to happen, I believe this is a cynical play by Schumer and McConnell attaching Their border bill onto the aid for Ukraine and Israel, they knew the border bill was going to fail. And now they're saying, well, here's our backup plan, and we're going to get all this money to Ukraine. I can tell you, I am not going to vote for $60 billion more for Ukraine. It's simply not going to happen. Um, Our allies in Europe need to start footing the bill. Um, President Biden has monies that he can continue to give them if he
0: chooses to.
3: And this is um, this has gone on long enough. Our major adversary is China. We should not take our eye off from that ball.
1: Absolutely not. Uh, well, I'm I'm uh, I, I I'm I'm getting this feeling from you that you're one of these guys. And I really appreciate the efforts from some Republicans that have come out very vehemently and said, look, we need to secure our own border before we start worrying about securing the borders of Ukraine, of China, and every other third world country out there.
3: Yeah, 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 there's no doubt about it. You know, Brad, if we have just another second, I we had a hearing yesterday in natural resources uh, in Arizona to highlight the incredible pollution and environmental degradation that's going on Six to eight pounds of trash for every illegal immigrant coming into the country. That's 10 million of them. You can do the math. It is unbelievable, and we saw it. But we received testimony from a sheriff down in Cochise County. He's one of the most reputable sheriffs you'll find in America, uh, Sheriff Mark Daniels. He told us something yesterday I had not heard before. President Biden is the first president to not meet with the National Sheriff's Association in his term in office. Doesn't Hmm. that say everything?
1: Uh, that is uh, that is very telling. You're absolutely right. Well, Congressman uh, Tom Tiffany, I want to thank you for checking in with us this morning. We are so proud and privileged to have you uh, checking in with us from time to time, and we love to uh, have you do that whenever you can. Thank you for uh, taking the effort to go to the border to see what's really happening there, and uh, I know that you're sticking out for the people of northern Wisconsin that are your constituents and we appreciate you doing that congressman tom tiffany from the great state of wisconsin
3: great to join you brad
1: thank you kenny we've got to take our uh, minnesota news break and then we'll come back and wrap up our friday edition here on sound off 610 KDAL. oh yeah tell you something i think you understand
2: KDAL time, 152. The Beatles uh, performed on the Ed Sullivan Show 60 years ago, February 9th, 1964. Wow. And wow. I saw
1: it happen on Ardell Norris's, uh, uh basement uh, television.
2: There you go, man.
1: What a historic <laughs>
2: milestone. Good. Things changed after really they uh, came to the U.S. and appeared on Ed Sullivan, but yeah.
1: Well, let me tell you. Uh, thank God for people like uh, Tom Tiffany from the great state of Wisconsin, and our own uh, Pete Stauber, People that are really out there trying to make sure that we get the straight scoop. Did Did you hear that nonsense during the news just now? The Minnesota News Network. We're We're looking for a new president of the Minnesota University Systems, and the The person that the bureaucrat that is handling this uh, system, the looking for the president, was asked because Governor Walz said a year ago we need somebody a Minnesotan that ha- that knows the system inside and out, somebody that can do the job. So this bureaucrat was asked: Is of these four people that are finalists, is there any of them that are Minnesotans that uh, that that we know can look at that has Minnesota backgrounds? And what did she say? They have, well, I can assure you that they have an affinity for Minnesota. She couldn't even answer a simple yes and no question. Is there somebody that's from Minnesota that is a finalist? Well, they have an affinity for Minnesota. Jeff from Superior, I think you're going to probably get the last word here on a Friday. What's on your mind today?
5: Oh, boy. You know, I I feel so special as a listener, but also as a Wisconsinite who has Congressman Tiffany and Senator Ron Johnson, uh, you know, working very hard on this issue. They've been to the border. uh, They know the truth. They're afraid to actually tell the horrific things that are actually happening there. But I I trust them to bring this to our federal government and get something done about it, because yes, You know, the buck stops with Joe Biden. He's got the power to close the border. And not only is there pollution, there's death. People are dying. There's drugs. There's human trafficking. I mean, Kristi Noem laid it out last weekend, the governor of South Dakota. She is sending, uh, helping send troops to defend Texas. And that's the state's rights. They retain sovereign rights. Whatever's not in the Constitution, state governors can send National Guard troops to defend the border when the federal government won't do it. I mean, this is a crisis that the Democrats are laughing all the way, all the way, uh, you know, to their fundraisers.
1: It's it's well. And and now and now, Jeff, they want to try to blame it on the Republicans. Well, the Republicans talk a lot, but they won't do anything. They won't do something that they know isn't necessary and that won't work. President Joe Biden has at his disposal all the tools he needs to close the border. But he refuses to do it. That's the yeah, answer I, to it all, Jeff.
5: Yes. I, I agree with Bill O'Reilly. He said we need we need a timeout, close the border, and we need a six month cooling off period and clean up this mess and find out where you
1: going go. To happen. So there you go. Good good stuff. Good weekend. Well listen, think- thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Uh Kenny, we're at the end of our show here today, and uh, I know we we wanna do taps. And maybe you could mention the, the five names of those five Marines that died in yeah. that helicopter crash. And uh, then the other...
2: Well, I've got all the names, Brad, that we're going to mention. You? Okay, I please. Do. All the names yeah, for TAPS today. We're going to remember Toby Keith, who uh, died this week. Toby Keith. Yes. Carl Matson, a veteran from this region who passed away. The five Marines aboard that helicopter, Brad, their names were Donovan Davis, Alec Langan... Benjamin Moulton, Jack Casey, and Miguel Nava. So those are the names Fantastic. for TAPS today. And we're going to do that here in about uh, 60 seconds. You know, it would be nice if we could have a governor who's from Minnesota.
1: <laughs> Wait, isn't Governor Walls from Minnesota?
2: I no, was God, a... no. He was born in Nebraska, and he traveled around. He didn't oh. come to Minnesota I think he went, did he go to school here or something? But, uh, again, it'd be nice to have somebody, uh, the governor of Minnesota, who was born in Minnesota.
1: Well, can I give you one last thought, Kenny? Yesterday we heard the totals that, what, are there 37,000 Chinese nationals that have come across the border illegally over the last year and a half or so? Is it possible that any of them might be carrying that new COVID uh virus that they talk about that has about a 200% chance of uh, death? That's a good point, Brad. What type of uh, diseases are they
2: carrying? I don't know, but uh, we're going to play taps and we'll do it again on Monday. All
1: right. Have a great weekend, folks.